welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Have you read from the first chapter of Luke the song Mary, the mother of our Lord, gave when she felt the babe leap in her womb at the approach of her cousin Elizabeth? Here it is. It's long been known to the world as a Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done in me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. The first verses of this great message of early Christian rejoicing contain the sheer personal expression of the glad emotions awakened by Elizabeth's presence and their salutation, which came to Mary as confirmation of the angel's announcement. When a woman like herself called her mother of my Lord, she spontaneously broke into praise. There's a deep truth here. God's voice is made more sure to our weakness when it is echoed by human lips, and our inmost hopes attain substance when they are shared and spoken by another. Her first words are a burst of rapturous and wondering praise as her full heart runs over. On so momentous an occasion, silence is impossible and speech is a relief. All that is within her praises and is glad. In a moment, she will sing of the stupendous fact of a virgin birth with its tremendous implications for all humankind. But as is natural at the first blush of meeting Elizabeth, she thinks of her own meekly exultant heart and of God. Those same emotions, and in that order, still thrill the soul of every one of us who turn from a life of sin to take the Savior's hand and taste for ourselves the blessedness of the heavenly free gift of salvation. There isn't really anything we can do to magnify God, which would be to make him bigger than he already is. What Mary meant was that her concept of him and his great plan had burst in a much larger way into her understanding. And while surely Mary got a larger vision than she or most of Israel had ever had before that day, it was for her only the beginning, the experiences of her life stemming from her selection by God to be the mother of the Savior, held hidden sweetnesses and also savage sorrow, for all of it led to greater and fuller comprehension of what life is about and our purpose for being in it. The early church fathers have described how Mary was a blessing to the Christian community for years after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Wouldn't you like to have heard her stories? Luke did, and what she told him made up a large part of his gospel. In these opening verses of the Magnificat, Mary uses the double name of God, Lord and Savior. She bows in lowly obedience and looks up in as lowly conscious need of her deliverance, and beholding in God both his majesty and his grace magnifies and exults in them at once. The being developing in her womb, still in the process of being formed into human shape, is nevertheless the sure salvation of her soul and her hope of eternal life. 
Mary's been called blessed among women, and so she was. No other has ever been so honored of God as she. Scarcely a name in all the secular or religious ranks of earth has held so lofty a place. Mary kissed the face of God. But she does not refer to herself as someone superior to others, worthy of being exalted. Rather, she's humbled by our great commission. She calls herself God's handmaiden. That word means a female slave. By speaking of herself as she did, she witnessed her service. Although not of her choosing was freely given, she did not consider herself mistress of her fate, but submitted to whatever this new adventure from God would bring. You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.